and then I start checking Twitter like when we get back to our hotel room that night and I'm like oh no you guys this, this didn't, didn't go this well didn't go well still it's your guys's fault who the hell books a tour with a bunch of fucking Aussies <laughs> <laughs> and hotel comp like we got Did all get that. kicked out of the hotel no we were oh, good come on cheese Hey, this is Party Like a Rockstar Podcast, and I'm your host, Joel. Today's episode is brought to you by Misha's Kind Foods. They're an LA-based small business making the world's finest non-dairy cheese on the market today. They're lactose-free, paleo, keto, kosher, perev, and 100% vegan. If you like what you see, check out the next video. If you like this video, please subscribe and like by clicking the little round button on the bottom right. To learn more about me or our other guests on the show, go to joelrody.com. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok. The handle is Joel Rohde. If you haven't already read my book, Memoir of a Rohde, it's now available through Amazon and paperback Kindle or as an audiobook. I hope you enjoy the show. Anyway, let me introduce you guys and we'll start talking some shit. Awesome. Today's episode features the band Avoid. Got Benny Scholl, who's a vocalist. Got Nick Olson, guitar player. Chris Eccles, in case that guy fucks up, he's a second guitar player. And so, yeah. Paul Jaton, is that right? Jaton. Jaton. It's like French? Russian. Oh, fuck. I was way <laughs> off there. All right. How's your time? Drums. First question is, I looked up what would be the opposite of the word avoid, and I found out the word would be confront, which I also think is a pretty fucking good band name. There you go. That's actually a great that's band. A backup band name. Oh, I was going to see what you guys thought. I thought that was yeah, that's, a that's, there, you, you figured out one of the various side project names for us. <laughs> how, about, how about the cause? You know, I didn't know which one you guys are It's like an album. It could be a concept album. It's like the yeah. polar opposite. Avoid confront. <laughs> He's the singer, huh? <laughs> <laughs> like, what was it, Abba? Oh, I listened yeah, to like a few. I did listen to a bit of your music. You do not sound like fucking Abba, and you're definitely not as good looking as those two chicks. <laughs> <laughs> The, the girl in, I think it's the blonde one, she married her stalker. Whoa. What? Right? I think Whoa. I'm right. If I'm wrong, it's like a really great story. But I think so. I think so. I think she married her stalker. Damn. Oh, that's insane. Totally. Yeah. So it gives you guys hope. Yeah, talk about some. <laughs> I guess. Anyway. So, uh, let's, all right. How did you guys meet each other? That's my only question, I think. I, I didn't realize yeah. a lot here. These fuckers met each other. Yeah, so yeah. Way long we uh, we became friends in like right before high school. We met at like a rock band camp. Started, oh, yeah. started a different band together with a, a group of dudes. Um, did that for a couple years. And what was that band called? Avoid the Void. Oh wow! Technically, it's, it's we, we consider it the same band. We've just because it's always been us two. At least we never we never broke up. We just were like, let's be new again. Yeah, because there's we just didn't want to be attached to like the high school history and shit okay and so music camp is like you you practice all day with with uh like big musician guys or what is that yeah it was it's like a it's like a mom and pop version of a school of rock where you you show up for a week you get assigned a skill level and they put you with another group of kids and then you guys learn cover songs and perform them at a venue at the end of the week kind of you know very like it's it's led by local musicians like our first mentors who like you know they would like open for godsmack with their local band 
uh, when they toured through, like people who had some experience in the industry and just wanted to like pass that knowledge down on the kids. So, so we met through that. We did our high school thing. And then as we were kind of figuring out like the right lineup for the band, we cold called Paul because we. Because you needed uh, a better musician. We, we, yeah. we so we, we were down a drummer and we were like. He's got okay, the cool if, hair. Okay, sorry. If, yeah, no. if, if your drummer doesn't rip, your band doesn't rip. So we, we've, Paul was like the best drummer in the scene that I knew of. And I was just like, I'm just going to hit this guy up and see. Because we had a, we had a, like a tour booked like a month out and we were like we need a guy for this tour i'm gonna call paul cold called yeah, him just... and was like hey man do you want to go on tour i know you rip <laughs> and you can le- yeah and you can learn these songs really fast um and i said fuck yeah let's do it did you call yeah. your magic friends and say hey guys <laughs> <laughs> said, oh, man, I'm guys i'm not gonna I'm make it this guys, week i know you're gonna be mad <laughs> you're gonna be mad all right and then um, before we this met is turning Paul, into a beautiful story, by the way. Oh, I, oh, I, I, I love this story. Good. good story. Um, yeah. uh, so, all right, uh, Luke, since he's not here, I'll tell the Luke story really quick. Uh, Luke, we met, uh, he played in another band in the local scene when we were starting our band in high school. Um, so we kind of grew up around Luke and then eventually. Juvenile Hall? Uh, I'm not <laughs> <laughs> almost um we we almost. ended up absorbing him into the into the band and he's been around since that era so Luke okay. came in, Paul came in and then we met Chris on he he was like the guitar tech for a band that was opening for us on like our very first tour ever and after we changed right because we had toured a couple times under avoid the void like high school tours uh but when we really did it with avoid this was our first ever run and Chris was like yeah like teching with that band and no disrespect to that band but we were just like chris was really the standout person from that group and we, we and stayed how friend. old were you chris yeah chris i was 16 nice yeah. so we were we were like 18 19 um we were like holy shit there's someone younger than us on this tour that's rad as fuck this was like an amazing hang obviously a very like like talented guitar player and like skilled tech so we just stayed friends with chris you know throughout the the next like four years after that just loosely because we live in washington chris lives in san diego um nice and uh we ended up having a uh, a bass player you know like opening in the band and we were like you know if there's anybody that we think would be the best fit for our like vibe and our energy and our friend group it would be chris because he's like young and busting his ass and like like obviously just really wants to do it and like grind, you know. So and you're Chris, right. Do you like Modern Times Brewery. Yeah. I yeah. do like Modern Times Brewery. Just checking, continue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and well, and that ended up happening. Just the circumstances of it all was wild because we were in the studio recording our last EP, The Burner. Um, and Chris was with us not as a bass player, but as a content person. So he oh. he did photo and video. So he was like you know uh documenting the whole process and that was kind of like an artist (laughs) i guess (laughs) (laughs) so we we ended up that is it hard to make these guys look good (laughs) no (laughs) that's a good answer this guy's naturally beautiful (laughs) (laughs) yeah so we absorbed chris and it's been a fucking dream ever since like the lineup is where 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 we love it that is that was a good story i was hoping it'd be good and that was good thank you for that so back to my questions (laughs) um, the music video for my world who who thought it would be a good idea to put fire in your video who let you do that 
I don't remember that was, I that was I honestly think it was our videographers oh, or directors. Yeah, there was no one there to veto this idea of the like <laughs> no we, oh, we, that, were, we some, were like some extra homies that were at the shoot were like, Yeah, we brought some skateboards. You should light our skateboards light on our, fire. Mine shitty, use mine. Like yeah. mine's, mine's shittier than the yeah. one you brought. Don't don't ruin your nice board. Like, I do have that. a black flag skateboard, dude. How cool is that? Oh, oh that's neat. Yeah. I bought it at a garage sale from this dude and he's he's all uh so you have to get out of here. My wife hates it. He's like, and he's like, I got it signed by all the guys in the band. He was like, I got grounded, man. And so he takes it out and I'm just like, whoa. Is it good? Like, is Gnarly. it, is it yeah. good What? Is it in good condition? Not too bad, but he wrote it. That's for sure. But I mean, the truth is, it's it's not like the Rolling Stones. It's not that easy to find a black flag skateboard. You know? Whoa, wow, that's why. Yeah. It's really, really neat. It's. This one, I, I love it. I like the story behind it. The guy was cool, man. The guy was a good dude. So it was fun for sure. So it, it was good. So sick. So sick. So you guys got the music video thing that you guys just released rec- recently-ish, right? And yeah, then, like back, yeah. Yeah. And then we got a couple singles that you guys are releasing. And then you guys are doing a lot of dates right now, I looked up. You guys are busy. Well, we were busy. <laughs> what happened? Uh, so North Lane, the, the headlining band uh, for the tour we were going to do this summer, they're from Australia, and unfortunately, uh, they couldn't get their visas uh, processed in time, and there was oh. holdups with that. So unfortunately, the tour got canned, but we do have some dates that we're going to hopefully be announcing within the next couple of days to kind of make up for it. It's not the full U.S. run we were hoping to do this summer, but it's at least going to get down the West Coast and out to our friends that are at least in our closest markets. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. yeah it's okay. Next year, you go back out again and make it up. Yeah, we have some tours in the fall. We have a few. We have some stuff still. For it's your guys' is fault. Who the hell books a tour with a bunch of fucking Aussies? <laughs> <laughs> hey, we didn't book it. I blame you. Our agent's fault, but not really. It's no one's fault. It's really just an unfortunate circumstance, which is why we can't really be too bummed. No one fucked up. No one. It's. Are you guys practicing at home? I wish you would. That's right. It would be. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know. I'm done making fun of you. So. (laughs) We're staying alert. We're staying ready. Like we're we're really like we try to pride ourselves on being like ready to go at the drop of a pin like if we get that call that like hey this band can't make it and there's a spot open on this full tour and it starts tomorrow we're that band that's going to be there no problem no questions asked no hassle like we really pride ourselves off of just like being ready and being down for whatever yeah that's good i'm sure maybe we could find you a gig i don't know it could be like the ymc swimming pool that would be We'll take it. Hey, no. yeah, we'd love we're that. Not, we're doing, we're doing, literally. we're doing parking lots, backs of restaurants, uh, house shows. Those really all sound a little too good. I don't okay. know. So it's honestly, it brings us back to our roots of our first tours and all of so that. So there you go. So there's one of the, I like one of my favorites is like, what are some of the goofiest gigs you guys have played? Some of the oddest ones, oh. ones that come up to mind. What do you got? Oh, I got one. Well, I mean, Buffalo. Buffalo. We, we played in the back of an Italian restaurant. That was sick. And, and that show was like prop like we, we were on tour with a band called Insurgents. They're like a really heavy ass, like kind of hardcore, like mathy band from Texas. And like the room in Buffalo like exploded. Like people were getting hurt. I got crowd killed into my drum set. People like, were jumping off of tables. In an Italian restaurant. Yeah. And it was like this nice Italian <laughs> restaurant with like trim and like guardrails everywhere. It was like it was, pretty nice. It was yeah. weird. And yeah, and the their whole... kitchen, the kitchen was open. 
Yeah, there was like people like having so we dinner. loaded we loaded in our gear through the kitchen with all these dudes cooking fucking spaghetti and lasagna. It was and then they did they feed you? No, I have I some don't. video on my phone. I don't think it exists. Didn't even have food. No, we didn't. Unless you had um, to buy it, they didn't. They didn't give us free food there. No, they did yeah, get food. Yeah, we got shafted. We got weird ass weed though. Oh, we bought we bought some weed. We that. bought. I remember we bought weed that night and like. Might have been laced or something. I don't know, man. <laughs> something was weird about that. Did you shit. say grazie? If you don't say grazie, they give you. The <laughs> no, no, no. Well, it was from an old buddy, and I don't even want to call him out because I don't think. But it was just like there was something about this weed that was just like either it was really good, but we're from Washington, we get the good legal and whatever you want, and we're pretty versed in the subject. I so. like how you threw in the legal there. <laughs> yeah. Never oh, do any illegal. Never do it. Uh, but we're pretty versed in. Uh, we're connoisseurs, if you will, and it takes a lot to put us on our ass. And I remember this weed was just like it was like it was, like it was too crazy. It was different. And the other thing I remember really distinctly about that show, and because this whole tour was a little weird for us, not in a weird and a bad way. The band we were on tour with are now some of our best friends ever, but mm. they're like very hardcore, very in the hardcore roots, very political, very political live. Like that's their their whole thing is very polarizing and very hardcore. And it's just not what we necessarily are. And it was all like, so some of the shows we ended up playing on that tour were like were hardcore shows. Like, it was very like hardcore, hardcore shows. And we we're out there doing like little breakdowns and singing in our choruses. And it was like, <laughs> I remember the promoter at the end of that Buffalo show comes up to me and he's like, you know, man, you guys are pretty fucking sick. I'll be real. The agent hit me up and I didn't even want to take this show with you guys. I was like, can I just take insurgents? Like, I didn't fuck with you guys. I didn't think you guys would be cool, but you guys are cool, man. You guys are cool. <laughs> <laughs> Where are we? That's and meanwhile, the promoter was the guy who was crowd killing. The yeah, artist. the promoter is the guy that's out there fucking like decking people. Decking <laughs> people, dude. Yeah, it was insane. so funny. Like yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome. That sounds great, Buffalo. But yeah, you go I mean, to the Falls. Isn't that close, oh, Niagara yeah. Falls? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we saw the falls from both sides because that was like a tour that went through Canada. So we were just like, fuck it, hit both sides. You know, saw so, uh, it was snowy and icy. Yeah, Gorgeous. middle middle of winter. Buffalo, Buffalo's cool. People are cool out there. You know what's not cool? San Diego. San Diego, bro. I just got a VW bus and my friend was telling me, he's like, so when you're ready to get rid of it, we'll just put a surf rack on it and we take it to San Diego and someone will buy it. Yeah, me. <laughs> you're, not, you're the guy. This is all the setup. I don't really care about your band. I just want this guy to get paid more. You're just trying to sell it. It's a nice bus, dude. Nice. I don't even need to see. I'm in. <laughs> you want it? This <laughs> is like, let me make an offer. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I like the gig. It's nice. The Italian people kind of like you. They just won't feed you. That's good. <laughs> Is it actually cold hey, now in Washington? Italian I'm in a sweatshirt. Y'all. What do you say? I said, as the resident Italian here, I'll feed everybody, bro. Don't even worry about it. Do you speak any Italian? <laughs> Not even a little bit. Grazie a tutti. What's your favorite spots in San Diego, Chris? I'm going to be... I'm My favorite spots? Right, so, we're... Yeah. How familiar are you with San Diego? Pretty familiar. I live in North County, San Diego, which is like the Carlsbad, Oceanside Vista area. Yep. I don't know if you're too familiar with that. Yeah, Stone Brewing Company live. is not too far. Yes, yes. Just so tell Stone me where the brewery is. And I'm like, yeah, well, I mean, we, have, we have Belching Beaver. We have Belching Beaver is pretty times. good. 
Modern um, Times is like that's really really good. Stone time. Stone has a couple locations, and the one that's actually by my house is sick because um, they they don't serve any food. There's like the big Stone that serves food and is like their master like brewery and stuff, but the one by my house just serves alcohol. But you can bring food there, so like I'll grab like a burrito and then go over across the street and then you know drink some drinks at Stone with my burrito. It's pretty sick. That's day, a day in the life. <laughs> a yeah, day in the life jealous. of a San Diego man. San Diego man. Where are you based out of? L.A. That's why I know. Oh, there you go. Hmm. Yeah, I go down to San Diego a lot. Oh, okay. And my girlfriend's brother's stationed down there, so we go crash his. Oh, Pendleton. Uh, ooh, I should know. He's a uh, Navy. Oh, uh, Navy. So he's probably in. Uh... Come on, oh, you my got God. What is the name of the? Uh, I don't know. It's close there. to a really good all-you-can-eat Korean place, but I don't know any breweries that close, which is why I don't know. All-you-can-eat Korean. I'm getting hungry. Yeah. The only place I know by name down there is Fort Pendleton, just because it was so close. Yeah. To there's out. a there's a naval base that's a little more south. Yeah, and obviously more by the water. That does help with things. <laughs> yes, more by the water than ocean side. <laughs> yeah, but like Camp Pendleton goes back into like the brush of the mountains and stuff, and like you know, more desert He's terrain. Fucking artist, dude! Total art. Look at that brush <laughs> <of the> mountains. <laughs> that's why. That's why we snatched them up. I'm trying to paint a picture here. So it's putting together podcast um, at my buddy's house. Buddies have kids. Buddy's daughter's in fifth grade. And she said to me, you should ask every guest when they first felt famous. So I ask each of you guys, when did you first feel famous? <laughs> now, fame is not really an answer you would choose for yourself. And I'm not saying you should or you shouldn't. I'm not. But what I am saying is, what was a kernel in time that like started setting you on your path to who you are, where you're going? What moment would each of you guys choose would be a good moment? Oh, I shit. like that one. Oh, I'd say the uh, I'd say the Danny Wimmer festivals that we played. Yeah, yeah they were yeah. both of them were just the two biggest shows we've ever played, and uh, one of them was at Daytona Speedway, which is the coolest shit for everybody. And yeah. Louder big. Than Life was a big ass festival, and I've yeah. never felt cooler <laughs> in my life. <laughs> right on. Yeah, I mean, I think about probably the same. Because I mean, exactly. Like, it's weird to think about fame because I think like all of us at times feel like, oh, fuck, yeah, we're doing pretty good. But then I don't know. Uh, all of us get very whipped back into reality sometimes. And it's hard to feel famous with like breaking through. However, I mean, for me, the time I felt famous was when I went viral for singing the national anthem. <laughs> and that, <laughs> that whole thing happened. That's probably the first time that I was like. So that's the NASCAR felt- thing, right? Yeah. yeah oh yeah so how did how did that all come about did, did like an agent person set you up for that or oh man this it's, is the best that's, that's a long story so, okay, long all, story. Those long i have time i got a I second beer. The first way. Uh, <laughs> just don't so, get boring don't get boring no, basically, oh, no it's good uh so it started off with uh so our uh bass player luke we will so it all goes back let's say about three years ago maybe four years ago we short were, version of the <laughs> and just we sat down and we were like how can we set ourselves apart from what other bands are doing and right. and we really and i mean with rock being as weird as it is in this day and age you know what i mean 
we were like, where is where is rock really being accepted? And it's where are the rock? Fans? It's action sports. It's racing. It's I mean, there's hundreds of thousands of people showing up to race events, NASCAR events every weekend, and they're not listening to like top forty pop radio. They okay. like rock music. And okay. on top of that, I love NASCAR. I grew up watching NASCAR with my dad. Luke, uh, he has his family was involved in IndyCar a bunch, and all. Oh. And Chris's dad is literally the biggest car head I know, and knows all about <laughs> racing. And I mean, it's it's a genuine connection for all of us. And we also were like, it's a market that I feel like is relatively like untapped as far as bands really trying to like be like, hey, you people, we're here for you. So. On top, after we made that decision, so it was a conscious decision a few years back to try trying to find our way into the sport in any way we could. And okay. we played the video game all the time on tour. NASCAR, I would think it was NASCAR Heat 3 at that yep. point. And like we'd bring a PlayStation on tour just to set it up at venues and fucking play. We loved this game. And the soundtrack was so bad. Not good enough. It was so like, bad. And <laughs> it was all like, like, de- like, like developers you know younger brother has a band let's just throw his song on the soundtrack because it costs us like no money in publishing to make that happen you know so and and for the record it was uh at that point it was i mean it's after the days of ea sports making the nascar games they were pretty much ran by indie companies so they were doing what they could but as a musician those songs were not very good or intriguing right so so (laughs) we uh and nick and i were writing one night and we were like we just had the NASCAR like loading screen up and we put it on mute and we were like, let's write a song to this. Okay. We did. And we called it heat because NASCAR heat is the video game. And, yep. and we honestly didn't really, we couldn't really figure out much to do with it for a while. And we ended up finishing that one in the studio and it ended up being perfect flashback records done. Now we're figuring out promotional aspects. And then Luke one night was just like high as shit. And like, threw off a post into the reddit sphere and posted in the nascar heat subreddit like yo uh anyone know how we can get a contact to this game to submit our music we'd love our band loves this it's been a dream of ours for a long time and the only person that replied to that was a game developer for (laughs) the gaming company and he gave us his email and he said shoot it over and we were like, fuck yeah. So we just sent, sent him the album. So we sent him the album and we told him the backstory about how we wrote the song to the loading screen. And so all when that. you say we, you don't have a manager and stuff at this point. It's literally no, you guys. Do. We do. We just <laughs> still love to grassroots shit because. But you guys sent it or, well, you call the manager and say, hey, we got something cool. Can we make it work? Yeah, well, basically we <laughs> be like, hey, Luke's post worked and we got this email. Can you send this guy our. Email. All right, cool. All right. Got it. Yeah. And so get that sent off and we get ghosted for like four or five months was it was yeah. a long time yeah real long not hear back yep. and then like the whole then the country shut down pandemic happened and so we were already feeling the blow of that didn't hear back from this we were just like oh fuck what are we gonna do and then like a week or two into the pandemic yeah. we really just see. got a contract in our email from the from the video game company we're like hey we love your songs we love the backstory sorry we haven't been in touch we were just finishing lots of things by the way the game launches this friday can you get the contract back by tomorrow because we want to use your song as like the theme as like the commercial the trailer that like isn't the trailer and shit mm-hmm. yeah. it was like so crazy so then got the game that was already amazing within itself so then <clears throat> On top of that, like I have a buddy, his name's Nate, and uh, Nate plays guitar in a band called I Set My Friends on Fire. You should check them out. They're fucking awful if you haven't heard of them. He would say that. Uh, but uh, they, uh, he, it's, and it's so funny that he works in NASCAR. 
Um, but he was, he's been following a void for a while and saw that we like wear NASCAR merch on stage and all that. He manages a driver. And so he then reached out after he saw that we got ourselves in the game really out of just taking a chance. And he was like, yo, this is fucking sick. My driver loves your band. And we're, we're, cause he's also a smaller driver. It's not one of the top funded teams it's very similar to where we are as a band they were as a race team I I mean I can't compare it saying it was equal but like you know what I mean it's not one of the top 10 teams and they love the fact that we were super DIY with it we just had a pure love for NASCAR and it was just out of that so we were able to work on a deal where we had like our logo it was kind of just like a sticker but it was like a smaller logo on the side of the car for every race and they still even put it on there sometimes to this day and part of the deal was we worked out to we we have a playable uh ski like we have a car for him in the game but it's fully wrapped out in avoid stuff so we have a avoid car oh well, hell yeah that yeah. our songs are in nascar heat five if you want to if yeah, you want to see it out. what that's about yeah <laughs> so that's kind of the shortest version of the story but so oh, kick-ass story i love it yeah, we, we really kind of just grassroots our way into the most grassroots yep. sport there is. Okay, so uh, the national anthem. And so yeah. the national anthem there we go. came there from is. that full Thank story. you. I would have totally forgot that part. <laughs> you need uh, a job? You want to come on? The- Thank you. All right. <laughs> Within the... Uh, I may even post a link to this anthem. Oh, you, oh, don't, you don't need to. You, you don't should. need to. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch it. Um, Please do it. But, yeah, so... I know how to do that uh, now, you see. Yeah, so, uh, Joe Graff Jr., the driver that we sponsor, his, ma- his like, big sponsor is Bucked Up Energy Drink. And Bucked Up Energy Drink was sponsoring the NASCAR Truck Series event at, Na- at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. And it was kind of like a last-minute deal put together on week's notice. So then I got a call literally two weeks-ish before the race, and it was Nate being like, hey, Bucked Up just got this race. I'm in charge of like all this shit. Do you want to sing the national anthem? And I'm like, well, I feel like I can't say no to this. No, hell no. Like, I feel yeah. like I have America. to. America. I got a once in a lifetime opportunity. Oh, like, it, gets, it gets better. It gets and better. so then we did that. Um, get down. Uh, Nick and I practiced doing the national anthem together for like two weeks. Yeah, it was supposed to be like, like, like electric guitar and vocal, like. You know, kind of like rocked out, but very, you know, like it wasn't going to be like a rock band playing the national anthem. It was going to be like a very respectful traditional version with, of the, the song, with our know? flair. And yeah. uh, and we advanced that with the stadium. It was all good. And then we get down to there and we get on the track. Like on the track, we're about to do it like minutes before. Yeah. And Nick pulls out his aunt, dude. And they like laugh and they're like, we don't have power for that down here. <laughs> the fuck do you? They're like, like, we don't have power. We don't have a microphone for you, like for your amp. Like, <laughs> like this is not going to happen. And so, I mean, and we're on the track minutes away from this happening. And I just turn to Benny. I'm like, you have to do this by yourself. Let, so how let, many people are there? 20,000 and they don't have a fucking they don't have any power down there it was televised um, and granted this was so this was still this was in 2020 so this was still like this was, this nascar was, was one of the first so it was technically sold out but las vegas motor speedway can hold 100,000 people so it's 20,000 wow. people but it doesn't necessarily feel like 20,000 people it's, it's, it's social a little it's, yeah. it's social distance out it's spread out but mm-hmm. it there is that many. 20,000 people. That's a lot of people. Yeah. Oh, it's a, yeah. it's so, a lot of people. Yeah. So Benny and I go back to the, to the like little van that they brought us onto the track. Uh, 
uh, with, and we just went and I'm like, okay, here's your starting note. And like, I'm like, this to yourself until you start like, and, and I'm pretty sure at this point, like, like we had only ever practiced this together. Like at this point, a Benny had, times. had never sung the national anthem acapella in his life. Never done it. Until, <laughs> until it was on TV in front of 20,000 people. I, we only practiced it together. And Nick, and just was full of, full of, I mean, I've been, a, I mean, I would consider myself a musician for the last 10, 11 years. Everything I've done has been with Nick. Every single thing I've ever <laughs> done music related has been with Nick. Never. Like, oh, throwing up their soul. So it's like, I'm like, I felt like the full, the rug ripped out. It was crazy. <laughs> and so then that's fine. Uh, it actually goes over pretty well at in, the stadium. In the stadium, it sounded great because there's like massive reverb and like the vocal is EQ. yeah. The crowd went nuts. I don't get so I'm, a, I'm a raspy singer and I sing like a rock guy, but I wouldn't say I butchered it by any means. However, the stream of the national anthem was just dry fucking mic raw mic just as raw as it could possibly be you don't get the reverb you don't get the you hear every little imperfection so yeah. you just hear every little imperfection so perfectly and so that's the audio that goes viral and so at the stadium like i'm getting nick's giving me the biggest hug ever the crowd's erupting all the guys are like Benny, we're like fucking, just did so good dude. Fucking, yeah he killed yeah. it no we and, were like yo that sounded great Fuck and yeah. so the night's going great and then I start checking Twitter, like when we get back to our hotel room that night. And I'm like, oh no, you guys. This, this didn't, didn't go well. Didn't go well. <laughs> and it's like the fact that we thought it went like, I don't know, it didn't go perfectly. Obviously, the rug got ripped out from under us. But we were like, okay, guys, Yo, like, we, we made it through. We made it through. Yeah. And, and I think you, everyone can quote me on this. The one thing I said for the two weeks leading up to the anthems, I just want a forgettable anthem. I just want to go up there, do it, and I want no one to remember we did this. If you have a forgettable anthem, it's good because that means people only remember the anthem if you fuck it up. That's did your anthem. mom call you? What the what the fuck are you doing in Vegas, boy? <laughs> my, my, my mom's the greatest blesser. Everyone was all like all the family, and so they were all proud. And so like my close knit circle was all proud, and so they were just gassing me up. Everyone at the stadium, it actually I feel like went over pretty well. And then Twitter just got a hold yeah. of it, and well, it hit CBS Morning Radio, and that was kind yeah. Of like I where mean, it, it, it got talked about on like hundreds of, of sports radio. Real quick, what's all that clicking? Oh, sorry. It was me crashing my can. Oh, okay. Because that's going to totally fuck up your thing. <laughs> no, I mean, it's okay now, but if you keep doing it, it's... Anyway, keep oh, going. Sorry. You're totally right. You're totally right. Uh, but, um, so yeah, it got talked about on like hundreds of local sports radio stations, and it got to like Sirius XM, and it got to CBS Sports Radio Jim Rome, which is the biggest... Oh, yeah. Huge. Yeah. It's as big as it gets, really, when it comes to sports radio. And that dude just ripped just me fucking new. Oh. It, was, it was insane. But it was so great because the, over multiple days. Yeah. Oh, this was like a whole you three can, or four days. If you just yeah. YouTube search uh, Jim Rome Benny Show, the this whole saga comes up. And but it's funny because the way he was making fun of me was like he was comparing me to like the emo legends of like the early 2000s and he was making fun of me in his tone but he's like comparing me to like my chemical romance fallout boy (laughs) taking back sunday these like huge bands so i'm over here like i'm not really offended by this this is sick (laughs) yeah we 
played into that on Twitter. And so we were just like, ha this is fucking hilarious. Like, oh, bring us on to talk. Da, da, da. And we were just goofing around. And then that got back to Jim Rome. So then we kind of had this like internet feud for like- I mean, the- did they even pay you to sing it in the first place? You're like, I mean, what the, I didn't no. get started out of this anyway. We got into the race. We got into the race. I mean, we were in the, we were in the suites. They hooked it up all. It was kind of like a- Did they give you beer and food? We did get our hotels comp. Oh, hotels comps is cool. And hotel comp. Like we got did all you get that. kicked out of the hotel? No. We were oh, good. Come on. Jesus. We're, I know. <laughs> Not that night. Not that night. No, I was depressed, bro. I was all sad. I was just like <laughs> I wish I was there. I would have made you feel great. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, essentially, long story short, it goes all like it goes all week with Jim Rome it gets super big and it leads into me I ended up going on the show did the whole like 15 minute interview we spun the whole thing around to where like Jim Rome loves us really likes the band like he played the songs on air and like completely changed his opinion about the band before I even how'd you get a hold of Jim Rome to be like hey man come on Twitter man I know Twitter like Twitter Twitter. literally just like because he talked about it on air so then I just rebuttaled and tagged him in it and he happened to see it and then literally when I got on the show did you say like fuck you butthead fuck it I'm just gonna call the fucking the line the 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 fan line and see if I can get through and I got through why are you so mean to me they didn't even even believe it was me they thought I was some guy coming to fuck with the show and I was like no like I swear like I just want to come on and like talk about it for a sec and spin this like there's so many people talking about my band right now like i want to like i want to use this as as fuel and, and get <laughs> you can to like actually talk with us so you're gonna sing the national anthem again or you're like no i, no, no. I, I hope so man i think i'm gonna i think i'm gonna put my cap up for that one i think you're retired i think <laughs> I, I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm doing that again kind of a one you got, the, you got a lot out of it you got a lot it was good That's the thing. better than roseanne it. roseanne never like rebounded See, that's the, and Not, that was, neither did Fergie, neither did Madison Rising. Like everyone yeah. who it, that's that's that might be it. That was the thing that was rough. I was getting compared to Fergie and stuff in the in these like radio shows, and I'm just like, yo, it wasn't that bad. Don't don't do it, yeah. don't do it like that. Like so the deal is is your friends have terrible taste because they thought it was awesome in the moment. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's the what it I is. thought it was badass. <laughs> Yeah, we just maybe we were too drunk or something. I don't know. It was Vegas. It was Vegas, that's for sure. <laughs> All right, when did you guys feel famous? <laughs> oh yeah, there we go. That's oh no, it, it wasn't playing the national I anthem. I'm gonna say, huh? <laughs> uh, definitely those festivals for me too. Like we we've, we've never been able to like play on a truly massive rock stage that like the back line behind us is you know like corn and metallica like like the the you know playing on main stage was awesome uh and we like weren't able to go out into the crowd without getting stopped so i was like okay cool that's you know that's like a first taste of of what being a big artist might be like you know yeah that's that's cool i live with my girl you guys watch corn and metallica from side stage or oh yeah yeah it was crazy it was so sick yeah. Jonathan, I don't know, I love corn. Yeah. I did a movie and Jonathan Davis was the liquor store clerk in my movie. Yo, what? <laughs> what the yeah. fuck? Yeah. It was it was fun, man. He's cool. He's a really oh, good That's guy. so sick. Yeah. He's a cool kid. So you have a movie? It's not a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell us about the movie. You can just say, I have a movie. And then Jonathan Davis. So, I was, so I'm not going to be, you know, I quit being a roadie and I was going to make a movie. So I just figured if I stick a shitload of rock stars in my movie, it will do good, right? Because they have big followings. 
So it's very random, man. I, Josh Todd from Buck Cherries, the drunk. <laughs> Let's go. And uh, dizzy, so the bar, the bar band is Dizzy from Guns N' Roses, Louise from Veruca Salt, Matt Nelson from the Nelsons. Oh, and, wow. And Josh Todd was in the, in the bar, too, there at that time with the being drunk or whatever. I'm like, this is the craziest bar, <laughs> like, <What>? ever. <laughs> but, um, are they, are well, they, like, playing themselves or are they playing characters in the movie? So Dizzy has a name. And then Josh is actually interesting because Josh made me give him a name because he was just drunk guy. So I'm not a drunk guy. So he's Hutch because he's a Hutch is a cool name. If you make me Hutch, I'll do it. Funny, so like setting the movie scene is it's like it's one thing and it's like you take it in. It's like this is so legendary and it's like they're not even playing that. Like if you were to just walk into that bar, you'd be like, what the? Whoa, what a bar. Boy, do you have a good band. (laughs) Hole in the wall. And uh, yeah, it was totally fun, man. It was cool. I forget who else. There was other people there too. I forget, but it was fun. And then um, the Cottonmouth Kings were going to be the people waiting in line in, in Jonathan Davis's liquor store, but their car broke down. Saints car oh, broke no! down. And they didn't make it. <laughs> so it was, uh, yeah, that was fun. So Warner Brothers distributed it in the end or whatever, but it was, uh, it's not, it's not that good is the okay, truth, but it was real fun. It was real fun. Well, yeah, I would love movie. to watch this. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm so interested now. You just sold. There's a lot of randomness. It was bad. Maybe want to watch it more. Well, I didn't know, man. I was a fucking roadie guy, and I figured, I figured it'd be a good career, like directing, because they get overtime, and then yeah. you just sit there and you're like, no, no, you know, do it again. And then yeah. they do it enough times, and you're like, all right, give it to the editor. It's gonna look great. But I didn't. <laughs> I'd say stop and go. They'd be like, you really should say cut. I'm like, this is my movie, bitches. <laughs> Stop. I love it. Next. Stop. I don't know. It was Stop. a fun experience. It was, I think the people involved were quite entertained. And uh, it was it was good, dude. It was cool. <laughs> it was a That's trip. So sick, dude. Yeah, a little different. A little different. So what do we got? What do you, we got one guy here. What's your famous I'm moment? I mean, I mean, obviously, yeah, the festivals were it was that moment of like, holy shit, this is like, we're playing with Metallica and Korn and fucking Leonard Skinner. But I think oh, yeah. for me, it was the last tour we just did with uh, Fit for a King. Because it was six weeks long. It was like the longest tour we've ever done. Biggest room we've ever played. You know, so are you and- guys, you're in a van tour? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah, yeah. Six van weeks. Okay. Van for the sleeping show. in the van. We and just to see how well we did, you know, given all of our obstacles and our speed bumps, you know, like the fact that we made it through and like bonded so much with the other bands on the tour, it just made me realize, like, fuck yeah, we can fucking do this. Like, yeah, we, you we know? can exist at this level. And you know, we can do this. This right. is this is not that hard. You know, so, so what's the, it like for you guys when you get so, you know, the music video has people watching it and and these singles are doing pretty good. So what's it like for you guys as you get these little glimpses of, I don't want to say hope because that sounds negative, but like little bits yeah. of like, you know, notoriety, people are enjoying parts of it. It's exciting, obviously, but you need those little kernels to keep cruising. Yeah. <laughs> keep doing it. And I would say it's, it's really exciting. And I think the thing that keeps us going too, is like, we get excited for like a second and then it's instantly like micro analyzing the things that didn't go well about it Mm -hmm. and not trying to get ourselves down about it, but it's like, 
like like it's a, it's really exciting to be at the spot that we're in and, and it's great being young and and i feel like if there's the best advice we've ever gotten from anyone that's bigger than us is yo enjoy where you're at now like it doesn't last forever and and i had my best days in the van and fucking around in the parking lot and so yeah hey. but a hotel room and taking a shower does not suck so it oh, it's, 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 it's nice as a treat <laughs> yeah that, and it's just like fuck i don't know man like it's it's exciting and it's really cool to be where we're at right now but at the same time it's like you got to be aware of where you're at and know that yeah the singles are doing well and and they're, they're certainly like I'd say that the if you look at a graph, we were we've been doing this for the last few years, and we feel that growth. But it's also yeah. every time it's like fuck yeah, that went really well about this. But all right, you look at the comments, people didn't like this about it, people didn't like that about it. People, all right, this is where this is the and it's like and again we don't let that eat us up, but we try and stay really aware of like a what receives all well people and then what we want to do out of just doing our because we also don't give a fuck. We want to do our yeah. thing. We also do want it to resonate with people and so if the people that like our band like certain things or don't like certain things about us i think it's good for us to be aware of that as stay we too. as we grow over the next few years stay hungry yeah stay we hungry. stay we stay really 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 hungry and we give ourselves little pats on the back and big punches in the gut yeah because we, we want to <laughs> i like that for the rest of our lives you know so you know longevity lies in you know goals and working hard and keeping yourself motivated you know so i think that's that's where we try to stay keep our heads the most but we definitely lo- love to celebrate we love to celebrate and we we don't just yeah we're just, i know that makes it just seem like we're just like no no we, no we we celebrate and we really we enjoy and we savor the moments and we you know we're really yeah. grateful but we're also really not complacent we yes. want to take this as big as it can get but we're going to enjoy it and have as much fun as we can the whole yeah, time. Yeah, you're doing good though. I mean, there's a lot of competition. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, yeah there's, there's a there's, lot of the market is right the now. market is massive. And I would say that there's not a band out there that's more uh, familiar and in touch with who their competition is than us. Yeah, we, we keep our ear down to, yeah. to the and we stay really in touch with what's relevant and. It's just exciting, man, because there's a lot of really good stuff and then not, but there's a lot of really bad stuff out there too. And I think that because of like, at least for me, like, yes, music is incredibly oversaturated right now, but I also think that you can, you can smell genuineness from a mile away and you can kind of tell who's going to be around for a day and who's going to be around for a year and who's going to be around for five years. Like, and so just try not to get too caught up in the other, it just like, we'll find our own little, we'll find our own little pathway in this industry because it's really fucking big and sometimes especially like suits and stuff like that make it seem like it's really small but it is really big and there's a place for everyone if you're willing to work hard enough and figure out where that place is i mean there's plenty of bands that are paying their bills and making a complete living and you've never heard of them and they're never going to be on the radio and they're never going to be mainstream marketable but they've built their own little fan base their own little community and that is their job and I don't know. Fraggles. Fraggle Rock. Fraggle Rock. Just to give you an example. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Never heard of them. Yeah. It's good stuff. I bet. I want to check Fraggles. it out. But yeah, so Fraggles. I'd say that. You guys I mean, have never heard of Fraggle Rock, really? Yeah, that's that that's, that's a perfect example. Right there. there you go. None so of us. Fraggle Rock. So I had on uh oh, uh Zappa. Amit. Amit Zappa. Oh Sick. yo. Yeah, 
yeah we, we, were, we, we were all drunk before we started and it's so and so Amit was gonna produce fraggle rock which is uh jim henson stuff right oh okay right okay. and so i was like dude so what the fuck where's the fraggle rock movie man and he's well actually so we went down this rabbit hole the fraggle rock like we it's pretty much what we talked about so that's awesome yeah fraggle rock was good shit that's awesome okay. the reason we don't have a movie is fucking on it <laughs> <laughs> no i shouldn't say i don't know but maybe one day maybe for one day. Example, though the badge for the best things you could ever name your children <laughs> oh that was the big part of the thing as we talked about there was an interview where hey man your sibling is named moon unit <laughs> that, that shit is fire that shit is awesome well, i didn't tell him but she's pretty good looking so i was gonna be like dude your sister's hot but i didn't say <laughs> i was a good boy i was a good boy yeah. Yeah. i'm sure he'd heard it before <laughs> for sure oh i was God. a very good host on that i was like top notch shit there there you go you, you really came to yeah, it really came through <laughs> awesome. anyway grab a beer when we're in la or something man yeah fuck yeah <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, we'll do it for sure. We'll have to hang out again. And uh, yeah, let me know when you guys are out here. I'll come to the show. Dude, we would love to. Hopefully, man. Hopefully I'll wear my cheerleading outfit. Here we yeah, go. Hey, there hey, we go. as of right now, I know we're playing in Oceanside on August 4th. Yeah, that's too far. No. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, but we'll guest list you. Oh, thank <laughs> you. Come on. Thank you. I'll let you guys know. I don't know. We'll see. We're trying to work on an LA show too, so maybe it'll be even closer. No. What what area of LA are you in? Are you in actual LA? Or are you in like the outskirts? In the valley, so I'm in Tarzana. Oh, okay. Okay. Nice, nice. I like There's that area. There's a bar down the street for me. Actually, where I shot that film is funny. And now that I'm oh, up here, no. it's called the Maui Sugar Mill. They take bands a lot. You guys should try and reach out to them. Yeah, hey, Maui Sugar Mill. See that, Benny? Let's go. We'll take it. <laughs> that might be a good venue. And that's actually very convenient. <laughs> I'm, I'm really bad. I don't go much. And so, and a lot of these publicists are like, you got to go. And I'm like, no, you can interview people there. I'm like, double no. <laughs> yeah. Angelo from Fishbones is like family. And so he was playing actually at that Mauer Sugar Mill. So I, I, I finally went to a show and I went to go see <laughs> Angelo play. So it was, it was fun. I actually enjoyed myself. So. Yeah. that's awesome man. yeah it was good so anyway i really do appreciate you guys time hope to talk to you guys soon dude yeah. you, man, for, this, this has been so much fun hell yeah that was a good one thanks for watching don't forget to like and subscribe by clicking the round button on the bottom right to learn more about me or the guests on the show go to joelrody.com you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok. The handle's Joel Rohde. And don't forget, when you party like a rock star, don't be a dick. <laughs>